Are you one of the thousands of people who have added to their family through adoption? How do you sort out all of the resources, unravel the myths, and get started? Welcome to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. On our show, we introduce you to the families, the adoptees, and the experts who can answer any questions you may have to make this the wonderful experience that it truly is. Now, here is your host, Micah Johnson. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Adoption Unscripted Radio. I am Micah, your host, as always. Thank you so much for joining me today. The first day of fall. I love fall. It's got to be by far my most favorite season. It is a little bit unseasonably warm. I guess folks might say that in Nashville. I think today is like 88, 89 degrees. We're going to take that because it can get so much um, warmer here um, in fall. So we're going to take it. And, um, and go outside and enjoy this beautiful day. Our leaves are already changing. I was walking my dog the other day and the leaves are changing. So it's just fantastic. So on today's show, we are going to do a little bit something different. We're going to mix it up. So what we're going to do on today's show is we are going to play an interview that I had with Kevin Hoffman. You know, Kevin is a friend of the show. Um, he wrote this awesome book, Growing Up Black and White. And um, he came on the show before and we talked so much. You went through his book um, almost chapter by chapter that we ran out of time. And in the back of Kevin's book, he has this awesome section that he gives parents action items. And so I wanted him to come back and go over those action items with us because I think that that will help those of us who are um, parenting black and brown children. Those of you who are parenting black and brown children kind of step up your transracial parenting game. Um, And so, and Kevin is so authentic and down to earth and real that I wanted him to come back and actually give us his own words. So we're going to have that interview with Kevin in just a moment. But first, I want to spotlight a wonderful website that I found online. I mentioned it in last week's show. Um, It is called adoptionlife.org. Now, I don't have an affiliation with AdoptionLife.org. So this is all coming from a place of honesty and a place of, I hope you might find helpful um, if you're out there looking to find uh, some folks to work with if you're beginning your adoption journey. So I spoke with Tamara. She is the executive director and she is fabulous, Uh, absolutely fabulous. I called her a couple of times and we talked. I wanted to make sure that I was giving the um, correct information about their site and the services that they offer. They offer services throughout the United States. So that's fabulous. So anyone listening or most people listening will be able to work with them if they want to. Um, The site is, I think I'm going to mention it, but I'm going to say it again in case you want to check it out while you're listening. It's adoptionlife.org. The site is absolutely beautiful. I think she mentioned that they had just done some rebranding. So the site is fantastic. Um, very, very uh, appealing site. They have a, they, they do a really good job um, of supporting folks. And those of you who know me know that I am all about post-adoption support. I do not believe there's enough of that out there. I believe that you get lots of attention in the beginning of the process, but then whether you are the birth mother or you are the adopted parents, the support kind of falls off at the end, and that's the time when we most need it, and they do a fantastic job of that. So they have a Facebook page that's very active. I was on it today. 
They have um, a line that you can send text, so you can actually text them and they'll get right back with you. They have a chat feature on their website, which is fantastic. They offer um, profiles of, of folks who are looking to adopt. They, um, they, like I said, they have lifetime support. And I, I wanted to speak with someone this morning to make sure that that was correct because that is fantastic. And what the, what the woman I spoke to said, she said, if you need us, we will be there, which is fantastic. So if you get a chance, check them out. Tell them that you heard them, heard about them on Adoption Unscripted and tell them that Micah said hi. Um, I think that there's so many um, agencies out there. And when you search on Google, literally thousands and thousands of things come up and it can be overwhelming. And there's so much noise um, and distractions online that when you, and everyone doesn't have the time, I've said this before, to just search and search um, on the internet. And But I happen to have that time. And when I find something that's cool, um, I like to share it with you. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and jump in to the interview with Kevin. It's a fantastic interview, and um, he goes over those action items. So without further ado, here is the interview with Kevin. I hope you enjoy it. I think that you will, and I will see you at the end of the interview. Yeah. So uh, we had issues with my mother's mother, so my grandmother on, my, on the maternal side. So my grandmother really struggled with the fact that she had a child of color as a grandson. My mother grew up in her household. She knew her mother. She knew that her mother <laughs> had issues with people of color. So my grandmother showed, showed my mother over and over again who she was. And so, again, my mother did a nice job of containing the contact that I had with my grandmother because she knew my grandmother would have an issue with me being a part of the family and my mother was afraid that that would show in some way. So when talking to transracial parents, I'm very blunt, and I say, you know who the members are in your family that are going to have an issue with this. Abs- amen. You know, they've I showed you who they are Absolutely. in the past. Mm-hmm. So yeah. adjust accordingly. So it means they don't get full access to your children, just as you wouldn't give access to a known pedophile in the family because of what they may do to your child. It's the same with family members who have issues with race. It may not be as traumatic, but it is traumatic. Like I can remember, yeah, I can, I have vivid memories of thinking I was less than my brothers and sisters because my grandmother and grandfather treated me differently. Right. And And you're right about that. That's what you want to avoid. You, you, you write about that in the book. And I think that, you know, that's one of the things that we do, too. When, when we're lucky enough here with our company to get folks before they decide to adopt transracially, mm-hmm. because, Kevin, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, there's not a lot of pre-adoption work in this area. Folks think yeah. that they're doing a lot of work. But I on the and you and I on the other side after we that that's actually not the case. And I'm not saying that they that they intentionally ignore the ignore it. I'm saying that they think that they're doing enough and they're not doing enough. And so when when we're when we're fortunate enough to get folks before they decide to adopt transracially, and this is not just with black children, this is with Black children, yeah. um, Asian children, Indian right. children, Latino children, this is with all children, multiracial children. We always feel like 
that the work should be the work should start before you adopt, not after, because then you're playing catch up all the time. Now, um, yeah. we have. I want to make sure, Kevin, because you know me, I can get to talking to you, and we'll look up, and I'll be saying, "Okay, Kevin, thanks for the show." We ran out of time again, so we're going to make sure yeah. that I'm going to make sure I keep myself on schedule. So when we get back from the break, we are going to jump into our third action item and it's called my process my story my words so we get back kevin i want you to explain to me what you meant by that and we'll jump into the action okay. item we have for parents for that as well does that sound good yep that sounds good all right awesome so you guys stay right here with me and kevin and i will be right back Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you're seeking more confidence, it is time to feel good naked. Each week, host Laura Redman and her guest experts are here to help you be you. In order to truly be successful and happy, you need self-confidence, self-love, and self-respect. Feel Good Naked Radio will teach you how to embrace these qualities and make your life more fulfilling and meaningful. Listen live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be proud of who you really are from the inside out. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, so we are back. You're listening to Adoption Unscripted Radio. I'm Micah Johnson, your host, and I have my good friend Kevin Hoffman here. And he is talking about transracial adoption and helping us step up our transracial parenting game. We're going through his action items and his awesome book, Growing Up Black and White. And Okay, Kevin, so we are on a third um action item and you it's called my process my story my words so explain to us what you meant by that so here so i'll, I'll joke with transracial parents and i say you know inevitably you know someone will catch you in the grocery store and say something very inappropriate to you about your you know adopted child in front of your adopted child um and so what I encourage the parents to do is understand that people will ask very intrusive questions. They'll ask 
you know, about your child's background, their history, why they were adopted. And it's just important as an adoptee that, that you give that story to your child. So it's their story. They get to tell it when they feel comfortable, if they feel comfortable. And so it's their story and their words and the way they process things. You know, that, that's a conversation you need to have with them so that they can feel empowered when you're not around if they care to to share their own story and right. not for you to fill in the blanks as parents. Right. We have something called the Walmart effect. And I know that you know what that is. That's when inevitably, if you are a parent, of a transracial parent, you've adopted a trans, adopted transracially so that your child is not the same race as you. Inevitably, as you're strolling through Walmart, putting, you know, shampoo and dog food and, you know, Cheerios in your basket, a really well-meaning older woman will come up to you and say, wow, your children are beautiful. How much did they cost? Or while your children are beautiful, is their mom in jail? Or while your children are beautiful, um, do they have the same father? Um, and that, and that ha- I, don't, I don't know what it is about the Walmart. And I'm in Walmart all the time. I love myself some Walmart. But inevitably, it will happen. And maybe also in a grocery store it happens as well. But, but we call it the Walmart effect because most people have that story happen to them in the Walmart. And... Um, What I love about what you said here is you said, and and this was really great, and, and, and I want folks to tune in to this because this is awesome. It says, Kevin says, write out what you know from your child's story and then review it. If you haven't shared it with your child, do so. But first, consider the following questions. Is it age appropriate? Because, um... I, as I'm, I'm sure you believe this as well, that adoptees should know their history and they should know the truth, yes. but they should know it age mm-hmm. appropriately, right? And um, yeah. and that's something that I we had a family that we talked about sharing your child's story with them and making sure that you are honest. And they went the complete opposite direction and started giving so much detail about things that just were not age appropriate. Um because then, the, then, then the child becomes confused, right? And then you start having all yeah. of these limiting, it creates these limiting beliefs or it brings out these limiting beliefs that I am my parent and, and things that they can't understand and process exactly. at, you know, four and five years right. old. They can't process that. So I love that you said, make sure that it's age appropriate. And then you said, share it with your child and then have them yeah. ask questions and answer them honestly and then create, this is awesome too, create responses. So when you have that Walmart effect that you're, that you're prepared to answer or that they are prepared to answer. So say, you know, when someone comes up, if someone comes up and asks us this question, what are we going to say? What would you like me to say? Would you want me to say it or do you want to say it? Just be prepared um, because yeah. I think that gives us power. You know, it, it gives us power. So exactly. I love I love that as right. well, Kevin. That was awesome. Um, the second one we're going to, well, the, I think this is actually the fourth one we're going to go into is search and reunion. And this is a biggie because so many adoptees, um, and you and I have never talked about your reunion story. Can you tell me, did, did you search for your biological parents? Yes, and it, it was added into the second edition. So it's it's actually... 
right in this part of the book. It's there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yes, yeah, so I I, w- I was able to find my birth mother, although she was deceased when I found her. So I didn't get to meet her, but I did meet. Uh, she has four children besides me, so I got to meet a brother and a sister, and then the other two brothers didn't care to meet. Um, I've met an aunt and uncle, uh, niece. Uh, I think that's about it. Um, so yes, I have met, you know, people from my mother's side. Unfortunately, I couldn't. It's, it's so frustrating because it's it's just the way things are. Records, what I found through my search is that records for (laughs) people of color aren't as abundant as for, uh, white people. So I could find all kinds of information on my mother. Uh, My father was black, and man, trying to get that information is difficult. I was able to find out who he is, and he actually uh, had died before I got to, before I found out who he was. Um, But I'm still, and it ebbs and flows, I mean, and I'm kind of, (laughs) I'm kind of taking a break from searching. Um, Mm -hmm. I know who he is, and I'm interested to find, I know he has children, I would like to find you know, my siblings, but I just don't have the energy. <laughs> well, you right know what? That's that. your that's your journey. Um, and I think that what, what adoptees want most of all is to be able to make the decision about their own journey. So if you've decided, exactly. you know what, I have information yeah. and I'm going to take a break and I might start it up later, that is awesome because it's your choice. And I think so many adoptees don't right. have a choice in that, and that's, the problem. So the fact that you can make that choice is is the most important thing. You say here in your action item for parents, it says, find a way to honor the birth family no matter what. I understand some children come from horrible beginnings, but the bottom line is no matter how they come to you, without the birth family, you wouldn't have your child. And that is, yeah. that's those are powerful words because... Especially now with open adoption and so many folks being so fearful of open adoption, sometimes um, I think that, and this is completely understandable, it's, it's fear. It, that it's, it's all based in fear. But I think sometimes when you, um, when you think about your child and, and when you adopted that child, that child is your child and you don't even want to sometimes think that another person would have any claim to them at all or ever had claim to them. Um, but in but in fact, you're right. Without the first family, you wouldn't have your child, and so you have to honor that first family. And I've seen some beautiful things come from honoring first yeah. families and from honoring birth parents. So, um, and I have to say also too, if anyone out there is listening and they have a fear about open adoption. I can't think of a time, and I'm thinking right now, where it's ever been something that was regretted. When you when you get into open adoption and you actually forge ahead, I don't remember an instance where folks regretted it. I think that they, it's not always easy. Um, sometimes it, it's, it takes a lot of patience, but I, I don't remember a time when, when anyone regretted knowing and having that information. So that, I love that. No matter what, um, 
without the birth parents, you wouldn't have your beautiful child. So that's awesome, Kevin. Okay, yeah. so the, the next one, number five, is adoption residue. And this is a, a term that you, it, did you coin this term adoption residue, Kevin? Yes. Because <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard it. Um, before I read it in your book, I hadn't heard it. And I think it's awesome. Explain to us what adoption residue is. So adoption residue is, it's simply things that come with being adopted that don't simply wash off. So I think a lot of people would like to believe that, you know, this child was given up for whatever reason and we adopted him. They're never going to have issues because we love them and they're never going to have issues about being adopted. And that's just not true. There's so many things that, you know, I've come to realize as an adult that are just stuck to me and it's a result of being adopted. And my number one thing of with, uh, or number one piece of uh, adoption residue is that relationships are really hard, you know, because, you know, for whatever reason, my mother gave me away. Um, and so that makes navigating relationships in my life really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and the way that shows up is, in, in different ways. Sometimes it's, I can be loyal to a fault, you know, to a friend <laughs> and then end up getting hurt or I don't want to, you know, create a bond with someone for fear of being hurt. Um, and so that has really, and it's interesting. Like I have, I have teenage boys now and I watch them date and I compare how they are now dating to how I dated at their age. And man, I was a mess. It, it was yeah. just, I just was just looking for, you know, love and attention. And man, I would just, oh, I would just go through such heartache with those relationships. Right. With, and I talk about that in the book is that I would, there were so many relationships that I held on to longer than I should have. Um, and then there were relationships that I get, you know, just kind of, you know, made sure that I self-destructed them. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and it, the thought, you know, the subconscious thought was, you know, hurt this person before they hurt you. They hurt you. I think that that's um, something that um, we did a show, I think it was last week. It was about trauma. And folks mm -hmm. typically yeah. look for trauma in an obvious way, something that, that is obvious, you know. Um, and But there's trauma that is internal and that you don't see, but yeah. nevertheless is still there and can still affect you right. as any outside trauma that you could see would. And I think that one of the yeah. one of those limiting beliefs that adoptees can grow up with is I'm not worthy for someone to stay right. and people might leave yeah. me. And so I need to leave them first or I need to hold on to them so much that they won't. And that's just another another manifestation of trauma. And um, it's something that you can't see, but that but it's still there. We are going to take a little break here um, now. And when we get back, we're going to get back into the second action item. And it's saying, no, I'm, I'm actually going to read. I want to go back and read what you said about that action item before we jump into the next one. So, guys, just hang on with me right here. I'm with Kevin Hoffman, and we will be right back. Stay tuned. We'll see you in a second. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, we are back and we're going over these action items for parents to help them step up their transracial parenting game. Kevin, I want to read something that you wrote about primal wounds. And um, we were just talking about trauma and those limiting beliefs that adoptees can have about themselves based on their adoption residue. And I want to just read what you said. It says, how do you think your child responds to the primal wounds Look at look for an area where he or she struggles and see if it may be related to this wound. Have a conversation about the area that that area with your child. If you don't know to resolve it, sometimes just pointing it out can bring about a positive change for him or her. And that is key. Um, and tell me what you meant about even if you don't know what it is, just pointing it out can be a positive change. What, what did you mean by that? So yeah, like someone should, <laughs> yeah, someone should have pointed out to me that the way I was handling relationships just wasn't wasn't healthy. And although, and it, and it just meant to say it would have been so helpful for someone to point that out to me, so that and even if. You know, I say in the book, even if you don't know how to resolve it, point it out so that I could have been aware of that and then adjusted and just really been cognizant of what I was doing. Unfortunately, I just thought that was normal and everybody was doing it that way. And man, that wasn't, it wasn't normal at all. And I went through such heartache because of that. Um, so yeah, it's just, and then as parents, yeah, you've got to kind of understand that yeah, there are these very sensitive areas for adoptees 
and kind of look for that and how they respond. Relationships is a big one, how they respond to being accepted, uh, how they fit in. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and just looking like, yeah. And so, yeah, I remember when my kid, my kids aren't adopted, but I remember, you know, kind of, I would, you know, they'd have kids, their friends over. And I would just sit in the next room and just listen to how that conversation was going to see how they were fitting in, what, you know, and what that conversation was like. Um, and that's important to do, uh, especially when you're talking about race. So I was listening for those conversations because my boys are of color. And my concern was, you know, a lot of their friends were white. And I was wondering how that interaction was going. And then I was also wondering are my children kind of sacrificing their self-esteem to fit in so that if, you know, a racially insensitive remark is being made, are my kids just kind of going with it, kind of going along to get along, or were they standing up for themselves? And so that, that has a lot to do with what I'm talking about is just kind of watch your kids, you know, in those areas so that you can, you know, have conversations with them and kind right. of guide them through that. Right. I, I remember, um, like, I think I may have said this on the show before when you and I were together. My sister and I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. And sometimes our friends would make racially insensitive comments. And I can tell you right now, Kevin, mm-hmm. I wasn't really strong enough to say anything yep. back to those to those kids. And um, I would either let it pass or I would laugh because they thought it was funny or something. Right. And I would never right. want my yeah. daughter to respond that way now. And so I've done the same thing. I've listened to see mm-hmm. how she responds in certain areas because I think that, you know, and, and and when I hear something, I I bring it up and we talk about it. And no, you're right. I don't always have the answer, but maybe we can figure out the answer together. But at least we're going to acknowledge that exactly. there's, that it's happening and that sometimes can make all the difference. And that's awesome. I, I agree 110% with that. Um, you said something that I thought was great too. You said find ways to show your child that he or she is wonderful beyond belief. Because sometimes when you are an adoptee, and I see this with some of the kids that we work with, your self-esteem isn't always the best all of the time. And you right. have this abandonment issue that you might not even know how to put into words but you feel like you were abandoned and you think that it had something to do with you and that directly affects your self-esteem. And so you don't always feel really good about yourself. And, you know, our parents are the ones who we look to. And just to tell your kid that they're great or they're beautiful or they're strong or they're smart or they're funny um, and that they are wonderful beyond belief is is awesome. Um, Let's jump into living in racial isolation. So tell me a little bit about that. So, again, doing a lot of speaking, you know, all over the country with transracial parents, often what I hear is that many transracial kids are living in racial isolation. We talked about earlier that my parents were decades ahead of a lot of parents. So the majority of parents I come across their children do live in racial isolation, which means they're the child of color going to the white school, the white church, the white community. I mean, everything. And so I think, yeah, we have to understand that that is a burden. And, and people don't realize that unless you're that child or that person. Um, 
But there is an unspoken burden of being the only one the only. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like, like we just talked about, so, so there are instances if, if you're the only child of color in an all-white setting, you have to make the decision that I'm going to go along to get along. And so that when racially insensitive comments or jokes come up, oftentimes we'll go right along with it. Yeah. We'll even start some of those jokes. And just it's sad, to isn't it, to, to think back on that and to think about how you, how you must have felt or, or how I must have felt to go along with that um, because you didn't really know yeah. what other options you had because you were the only in exactly. a lot of white spaces. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was talking to a, a woman the other day. We met for coffee, and we were talking. She has two um, boys, multiracial boys, multiracial black boys. And she moved here from um, Atlanta, and she said, you know, we moved here. And she lives in a, a predominantly white area in Nashville. And she said, there's just no, you know, black people or brown people where we where we live. And I said, well, you know, mm-hmm. it's because you, you chose a neighborhood where there aren't any. And... When you when you right. choose a neighborhood where there aren't any, there aren't any, and you don't really and you have to be mindful of that when you're raising black and brown children. You have to be mindful of where you live and the fact that and I don't know if you've done this, but you yeah. probably have. Where you go, you're a black person or a brown person. You go into like a store and you realize I'm the only black person in here. Yeah. Or you go into a store yeah. and you start counting black people because you're like, there's like I've seen three yeah. black people in this store today. We as black and brown people, we do that. We because we recognize when we are right. the only. We recognize that. And I don't know how many times mm-hmm. a person who's not of color goes in and says, "Let me count the number of 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 white people in an area." You never do that because it's most of the time. Right. There, you're you're in those white spaces, but for we people of color, we do that, and we notice when we're the only. And so, um, just to say, hey, let's make sure that we're not the only person. Your child's not not the only person. You don't know how what a gift you're giving them when they're not the only person of color in any right. environment. Yeah. Um. You, that burden yeah. is lifted. That burden is lifted. Now let's yeah. talk about. Othering and microaggressions. Let's talk about that. What are what is othering and what are microaggressions? So othering is you know being made to feel left out, kind of a, <laughs> the short of it. Um, but and, and there are just so many. So here, here's a good example. When I was in college, I went to a college that had. 1,300 students, or 1,100 students in it, and 13 of us were black. So, very small minority. Um, and so, this is, so here, this is typical. So, small college campus, and everybody spoke to each other as you walked by them. It was kind of this small community. And so, I remember I would walk, and I'd be behind, you know, a white, white guy, and another white guy would come up, see the white guy ahead of me, and say hello walk past him and get to me and say, what's up? <laughs> right. And right. that is just a, that is a good example of a microaggression where you're right. just like, oh, like, so right away. Like I can respond to hello too, or hey, he right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Like, don't change who you are for me. Right. Just be who you are. Because when you do that, then you're, you're othering me. You're treating me differently. I don't want to be treated right. differently. 
And so, so that's so a good you're example saying, of a small so you're microaggression. That, I'm sorry to cut you off because you've got me really excited here. So you're saying that we just talked about feeling like you're one of the other, you're you're one of the other, and you're saying othering yeah. is when someone else makes you feel that way. So you can feel that way, yeah, and then someone else can make you feel that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah those that's, mic- yeah, I, that's yeah, deep. Those I like that. Microaggressions happen, mm-hmm. and and as transracial parents, you've got to train yourself to see the world totally different than you ever have before having a child of color. So, and that's so important because you've got to know, like children are sometimes totally oblivious to what's going on around them. But mm-hmm. as an adult, to keep them safe, you've got to see that. Um, yeah, I was just in, in the store, man, not an hour ago, walking down an aisle, obviously needing help, looking for something, and the person that worked in the store went to somebody else. And I stood and waited behind that person. Another white person came up after I did and got their attention. Yeah. And that is that. So that's a microaggression where it's almost as if I'm invisible. And man, mm-hmm. that we talked about this earlier, but that begins to weigh on you. That it does. You know why is that always ha- like that is so frustrating. Um, and there are days when you can handle that. In days and when days you can't. Days when yeah. it's the fifth time that's happened, and you've had enough. And so, right. as parents, you've got to recognize when those situations happen. To talk to your kids about that. And really give them a voice to talk about that and express that. Because if it happens and no one says anything, then you kind of walk away going, man, did I, am I imagining this? Right. Is, so it, is it me? You got, you're like, is it parents. me? Is it something that I did? Is it something that I said? I tell yeah, you what, exactly, I, this exactly. is going to be a, a quick story because we have to go to break, but I have to share this story. So I, I was meeting a woman who only heard me over, over the show, had never met me in person. And we were going to meet to talk about her being on a guest, being a guest on the show. So we met at another coffee shop. I do a lot of coffee shops. Met at another coffee shop. And she calls and she says, I'm outside. And I say, oh, I'm already here. I'm sitting on the patio. And she says, okay. So she, um, I see her walk up because she had her picture on her website. So I knew what she looked like. So I see her walk up. I'm sitting there. She walks up to me. She smiles. I smile at her. She walks right past me and goes into the coffee shop. So I'm sitting there. So I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh. She didn't know it was me. So I, I call her, and I'm like, I'm outside. And she said, you are? And I said, yeah, I'm sitting, with the, I'm sitting with the blue sweater on. My hair's in a ponytail. And she said, oh, my gosh, I didn't see you. She ne- it never occurred to her yeah. that I was black. Yeah. Um, she heard my voice. She yeah. thought she knew what I was. And even though I was the only person out there sitting out there on the patio, she walked right past me because she, I was invisible to her. She did not think yeah. that I was black. Yeah. And she sat down and we yeah. talked and I thought I had to say to her, I, I have to make this, I have to tell you this because you were raising black children. And I just told her what you and I talked about because you have to recognize that as a parent that this is happening to your child, whether you know it or not. Okay, so we're going to, this is going by so fast, Kevin. Oh my gosh, it's happening again. We're going to take another break and <laughs> Kevin's going to come back. He's going to give us where we can contact him and get more information about him. So guys, hold on. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, this is Micah Johnson. You're listening to Adoption Unscripted, and we are talking to Kevin Hoffman. Now, Kevin, um, once again... I'm sorry I've talked too much. Or maybe I can blame it a little bit on you, Kev. Maybe you've talked a lot <laughs> too this time. Um, and yes, so we're running out of time. Um, tell us, Kevin, where can we find you? I know you have a blog because I was on it recently. So where can we find you and where can we get your awesome book? Uh, you can get the book on Amazon. Just search Growing Up Black in I Am White and it, it'll come up right away. Or uh, you can, I write a blog, and it's, you can find the blog at mymindonpaper.wordpress.com. If you just put in, usually if you just put in my mind on paper, mm-hmm. that usually brings it up. Um, yeah, so I write a blog. Just search for me on Facebook. It's Hoffman with one F and two N's. Uh, and um, and you have on Twitter some awesome videos K8967. out there on YouTube. You have some great videos on YouTube. Don't forget the videos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just search me on YouTube, you'll that'll those will come up. Uh, that's about it. And you're on Twitter. I think I cut you off, but you're also on Twitter because I follow you on Twitter as well. Yeah, yeah. My okay. Twitter handle is and- K eight nine six seven. Okay, I'm going to do a little teaser. Um, So if you guys stay tuned to Adoption Unscripted, you might be hearing some more information about Kevin, and maybe you can come out and actually see Kevin in person. And that's all I'm going to say, and we will talk more about that in the upcoming months. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Hoffman, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. I'm going to have to ask you to come back and be a friend of Adoption Unscripted and occur again with us. We love having you here. Will you come back again? 
fantastic. Thank you so much, Kevin. You have a great rest of the day, and you and I will talk soon. All right. Take care. Thanks. You too. Okay, guys. So I ask y'all to hang around to the end of the show, and I tell you, I am just so thrilled. So as you know, I do workshops and um, I do trainings for folks um, in a, that are transracially adopted here in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's an awesome job. It's the best job in the world. But we've recently done a lot of shows about trauma, and I have gotten so much feedback, wonderful feedback about the shows that we've done about trauma. We've done three about trauma. So what I do is with my clients here in Nashville is I encourage them to go out and I give them resources, books and websites and videos like Kevin's and we come together and we talk about these videos and we do real world um, strategies and solutions, real life strategies and solutions to help them navigate transracial parenting. So I went to look and we have, it's, it's a bit of a support group, you could say. So I went online to look to see if there were anything out there for um, folks who were dealing with trauma and their children have been exposed to trauma. And unfortunately, I didn't find a lot out there with um, online support. So what I decided to do um, is I decided that I would do something about that and that we would hear Adoption Unscripted would provide some support. For, for folks who have children who have experienced trauma. So we are starting an awesome mastermind group. It's called the Adoption Unscripted Trauma Mamas Mastermind Group. Now, the group will be online. So we will have folks from all over the country, all over the world. I've actually had a couple of uh, folks, new friends from the UK that I've been talking to that are interested in being a part of this group. And you'll be able to have a private Facebook group where we can check in with each other for, it'll be up 24 seven. You will also get two 30 minute consultations with me a week where you and I can go over your action plan. We can go over how, how, how it's going step by step. I can give you some encouragement. We can talk it out. You'll also be able to be a part of a mastermind group. Now, some of you might be saying, okay, Micah, so what is a mastermind group? Well, this fellow named Napoleon Hill he wrote a book, and it's a very popular book. And in that book, he um, defined what a mastermind is. So I'm going to tell you what his definition of a mastermind group, and I'm going to tell you what my definition of a mastermind is. So his is a mastermind group is designed to help you navigate through the challenges in the world using a collective intelligence of others. So it's like when... Um, and this is going to be a throwback for me, um, but there was a, a cartoon called The Transformers, and we've had movies about that. But they would all kind of come together, and they would build this really big, I think it was like like a tiger-looking creature. And someone would say, and I'll build the head. And they became, they all came together and made this really strong invincible, powerful creature. And a mastermind is kind of like that, where everyone brings themselves together. We all come together and we help to create this tribe of really strong women who are navigating parenting children with trauma. Now, the mastermind group is going to meet for 90 minutes a week online as a group. 
And it's a small group. So we're only going to do 10 women in a group, 10 moms in a group. So um, if you want to learn more about the mastermind group, you can go online and go on www.adoptionunscripted.com. And I'm going to have all the information up there. I'm also going to have a number up there. If you want to call me and ask me some questions about it directly, I would love for you to do that. The mastermind is going to start the first week of October. So I'll put the registrations up. Today, you can go on there and you can register. We are going to, now I set the bar really high and I did this because we want to have full commitment. When you're doing a mastermind, everyone has to be in it 100%. And so the expectation is high. Now you'll know um, if a mastermind is a group that you want to be a part of. If you want to have a source of motivation, if you want to motivate others and you want to be motivated by others, if you want to be able to make your decisions quicker, your parenting decisions quicker, if you want to help to develop a plan to manage your life and take care of yourself and your children, if you want to share your motherhood knowledge with others and have them share their motherhood knowledge with you without judgment, only with love, patience, care, and understanding, all support all the time. So if you want more information about the Mastermind Group, check it out. Check us out at www.adoptionunscripted.com. I'll have all the information out there. If you um, are interested, I'd love to talk. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a place of support for trauma mamas who don't have that support that they may need. It can be kind of lonely out there. When you're, and you think you're the only person going through it, and really you're not. And there's other women out there who are strong, who want to help you and want to be helped by you. So make sure that you check it out. Um, um, the information is going to be online today. Okay, so let's talk about what we have coming up on Adoption Unscripted. In the next couple of weeks, we have... Um, Sean Delahant's going to come back and talk to us a little bit more about trauma. He was awesome. He was on last week, and we got such awesome um, response from him that I've asked him to come back. We're also going to have an adoption mom come on and talk about self-care. And we haven't had a chance to hear from the adoptee, and that's a very important voice that I want to talk about, and I think we need to hear their stories, and we want them to share their stories. So we have um, an adoptee that's going to come on. She's awesome, and um, she's going to come on and share her story and share her perspective, and I think it's something that we're going to take a lot of value away from. Um, And then we're also going to have a Um, a birth mom come on and share her story as well so we have a lot of great things coming up on adoption unscripted i have to say y'all thank you so much i can't even believe sometimes that i'm doing this and you guys have made this possible so i need to say a big thank you i was talking to someone in the uk the other night on twitter who listened to the show and it was it was blowing my mind it was actually blowing my mind and that is all because you guys have supported the show so thank you so much uh, continue to download the show continue to share the show with the folks that you think would find it helpful you guys have an awesome awesome rest of your week and i will talk to you next friday okay take care everyone Okay, everyone, this is Micah back with you. I hope that you enjoyed that interview with Kevin Hoffman. Kevin um, 
One of the things that I love about Kevin is his, he's so real, he's so authentic, and he talks in a way that is easy for us to hear and to understand, and I don't think that when he speaks, we feel threatened at all. I've, I sometimes feel like when I'm working with my parents, my transracially adopted parents, it's, it can be difficult to have these conversations. And it can be difficult to hear someone else tell you that you might not be parenting your child in a way that is best for them. And so one of the things that Kevin is so fantastic with, he just keeps it really simple for us. He keeps it simple, and like I said, he keeps it authentic, and so we're able to hear him without feeling in any way that we're being judged or any way that someone is um, thinking poorly of us. So that was uh, my interview with Kevin Hoffman. As I said, Kevin will be joining us um, We uh, here at Seeing Color. We are having some retreats that are coming up uh, this spring, early spring, and we are really excited about those. We haven't taken those out of the Nashville area, so we're going to do that. And Kevin has been so gracious as to um, agree to be one of our keynote speakers. So I will get more information to you about that. I wanted to give a quick update. Um, at the end of the show, you heard me speaking about the the Thriving Moms Mastermind Group. I had a friend that sent me a text, and he wanted me to let you know that it's not its not the Transformers. It's actually Voltron. And what he did by telling me that was to show his age. Um, but for all of you who were like, no, that was not the Transformers, Micah. You were right. It was Voltron. So there you have it for that. I guess I'm showing my age a little bit, too, because I couldn't even remember what it was. Um, but if you want information about the Thriving Moms Mastermind, please check out the website. I tell you guys, I am so pumped up about this. Um, we've been working on it really hard, and it's going to be awesome. And I have a number. I wrote it down so that I wouldn't forget. So you can call me directly if you have any questions and you just want to get some information about it. Because I think that um, when you are looking to do something that you've not done before, it can be a little bit um, confusing and intimidating. And you want to make sure that you're sharing with people who you can trust. It is really important for me to let you know that um, we're going to, everyone involved in the mastermind, has to sign a confidentiality um, agreement that they will not share what goes on outside because if we want folks to be comfortable, we want them to be um, to feel like they can share. We've got to give them a place of safety. So um, definitely know that if you're a part of the mastermind, that everything that we talk about in the mastermind will be held to the utmost confidence. So we have a, a website on. Um, www.unscripted.com. Check it out. And at the bottom, it says, give me a call. If you give me a call, I'm going to answer. And um, so uh, thanks so much. This was a new kind of new format that we did today. I think it worked pretty well. I might try to do it again. You guys uh, have an awesome weekend here in Nashville. We have our African Street Festival, which is an awesome cultural activity. So if you're in Nashville, Check it out. Nashville is beautiful in the fall. So if you have a chance to come to Nashville in the fall, please come. Um, We welcome everyone. You guys have a fantastic weekend where you are. And I will see you on Friday. Okay, everyone. Take care.
Thanks for joining us for Adoption Unscripted. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program with your host, Micah Johnson, next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.